Why, hello everybody, and welcome back to We Are The Queen Pod. I am April, with me is my wonderful cousin, Sarah. Ah, <sighs> uh, I'm here too. <laughs> we're, we're here, we're here, and... I'm now looking at the calendar, and we're more than halfway through March, and I'm like, how, how is this happening, man? It's like, I don't know. I turn around, and like a whole week has gone by. A whole month has gone by. It's it's a little bit weird, but spring is here. It is. It is spring. The it sun is. is out outside at my house. It looks like it's out at your house. It is. It's been beautiful up here the last couple of days. Um, Snow is melting, which is, eh, that's interesting to try to navigate and walk (laughs) through. But, you know, um, because since the land is flat, (laughs) the water, like, doesn't really go anywhere sometimes. And it's like, oh, let's wade through this lake on the sidewalk. (laughs) That sounds like a great time. Um, I'm trying to find the Fahrenheit temperature, but I'll just say it in Celsius. You all can look it up. It's now seven degrees Celsius. Ooh, balmy. Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's a tropical heat wave. That's like almost 50 degrees Fahrenheit, right? I think so. Yeah, that's great. That's about what we're at here, too. Yeah, like 45 to 50. It's like, Mm -hmm. we made it. But then I was told, oh, guess what, April? We might get wet snow on Monday. I'm like, shut your fucking mouth. (laughs) Get out of here. (laughs) We don't need your that kind of negativity. (laughs) Moms I work with, she's like, I'm just saying, you know, it's probably going to snow on Monday. I was like, you shut your face (laughs) right now. She's like, I'm sorry, April. No, you're not. You just want me to be miserable. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. April, I went to the dollar store this morning. I haven't been. Do they have things for a dollar there still? Actually. I saved this for the podcast so I could vent. A dollar twenty-five cents now. How dare! A dollar twenty-five. Like, is Dollar Tree now a dollar twenty-five tree? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's still cheaper than like you know going to a normal store. Um, one of the like one of my favorite things to get there. This sounds so weird. But they have the cans of Pillsbury frosting there. <laughs> Used to be a dollar. Now it's a dollar twenty-five. And oh then after after I went to Dollar Tree, Dollar Tree, I almost said Dollar Tree. So that's a rapper, probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, after I went to Dollar Tree, I went to just like the grocery store across the street to get groceries, as you do, and. <laughs> I just for fun I was like, oh, I'm gonna look at the at the cake mix in the frosting aisle, like just to compare to make sure I got a good deal. Cause like I was gonna be really upset if they had it on sale or something cheaper than a dollar twenty-five. April, it was almost like three dollars for a can of frosting and like a cake mix that I got for a dollar twenty-five at the dollar store. I mean, inflation has been real. I know. Been crazy. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, like, this week at the grocery store, I found they had produce that was, like, on a huge sale. So I don't know if it's because, like, the shipment was delayed because of the trucker convoy or whatever have you. Or, yeah. (laughs) But I grabbed so much produce that I could um, because, like, cucumbers used to be, like, a dollar, two dollars a piece, and now it's, like over three dollars for just a single cucumber so that was on that was a dollar this week and so i was like okay i'm going to grab a couple eating cucumbers this week (laughs) yeah exactly yeah and then mushrooms those were normally like four dollars for like an itty bitty packet of fresh mushrooms 99 cents i'm like "Oh." oh my god and that's something you could freeze i think so that's good 
Or just eat them. Just eat really right. good this week. <laughs> I know. I'm like, finally. I'm finally. finally eating decently. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I know, like, things are getting expensive here too, like I said, but um, I, I went to Costco yesterday. That was the other big um, errand I had to run this weekend, and... Um, it's nice that I can get like bulk items that are gonna last us for a while. Um, but even there, like the, <laughs> and, and I'm not complaining because this is still a really good price. But you know those the the giant bag of corn chips, like the Kirkland mm-hmm. brand corn chips. They've been they've always been like uh, like around like three fifty, like really cheap, mm-hmm. like under four dollars. They're now up to like four sixty something, and I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> my chips are a dollar more." <laughs> I'm still gonna get them because it's still a good price. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's a bit crazy that you have to think about like, "Oh, am I gonna get like fresh fruit today?" Because it's kind of getting expensive to get, you know. Mm-hmm. And like even the frozen stuff, I feel like is. A lot. I'm like, didn't this used to be a dollar? (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. So it's been fun lately because, like, I'm still in the period of, am I going to work today? I hope I do because I could use the paycheck. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think, I think things have settled down for now. Um, I'm still wearing a mask when I go to work. Um. And even though the mandates have been lifted up here, but it's like for now, I'm just going to keep wearing the mask, even if I get weird looks and then I can say my body, my choice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think especially since you work with children that have like compromised immune systems, Mm -hmm. um, it's important to protect them and, um, yeah, I'm kind of like depending on the situation, I'll wear one. Like going to Costco, better believe I was wearing a mask because I'm like that's a lot of people. It was on a Saturday. It's just a giant warehouse of people. <laughs> I know. I said and it made I'll me pray for you. <laughs> yes, I'll pray for you over text. <laughs> I survived. I survived. You did was it. it. Yay. It wasn't too bad. It oh the other annoying thing about Costco is like it's been like that the Costco that I go to has been there for a really long time. Like I went there as a kid, um, and it's been late. Like the layout has like pretty much not changed in like years. I like, love that. I can just like go in, zip around, and like boom, 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 find everything that I need, get out of there. Well, April. <laughs> Uh, like I think last year they did like a little remodel like not a huge extensive remodel but they like made I can't remember which part of it they like moved where the dairy is and they made the um they made the deli bigger so they could make more foods in the deli or something so they kind of like made a little like extension area I don't know it kind of slightly made it bigger and So with that, they kind of had to rearrange, like, where certain things were. Mm -hmm. And that part was fine, because I didn't really go to that part of the store very much. I usually just go, like, to the outside edge where there's, like, the snacks (laughs) and, like, the food, you know, and, like, the toilet paper, you know? Like, I kind of just, like... And then, like, the, like, soap and, like, the bathroom, like, kind of, you know, lotion and, like, that kind of thing. So I kind of stick to one side of the store. Well... I was so, I, well, I went there like a month ago and I was like, where is the goldfish? Like, where are the crackers? Like, where's the snacks? And I realized that they had like moved some of that stuff. And then yesterday I was there and I was so confused. I was like, wait, okay, so here's some Cheez-Its and like some snacks on this wall, but then like the Chex Mix is, like, over on this other part, so I totally... And the chips were, like, completely separate, so it's not all grouped together anymore. And then, like, 
yeah, I don't know. It just, it threw me off. Because I'm like, my, my, my flow is messed up. Oh, no. <laughs> and they, they, they changed the orientation of the clothes, too. Because, like, the clothes used to be, like, like you'd go down this long aisle and you could look at everything. But then they, they rotated it to face the other way. I don't know. It was really weird. <laughs> but I found pants. <laughs> so that was the important part. <laughs> that That is the important part. But in the back of my mind, I'm just like, we're technically still in the pandemic. So why did you change everything around for people to be confused and run into each other? And I know. I, I don't know. I'm like, sure on paper it probably makes sense. I don't I'm know. I'm sure it does. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they need I to think tell they're themselves. Trying, I think what I realize is I think that they're trying to fit more things in. Mm-hmm. So they had to, like, kind of rearrange how things were laid out so they could put more stuff in. I don't know. Right. Anyway, that was my adventure. (laughs) (laughs) That was my adventure. I got, I got, I got the important things, April. I got the chicken wings with the uh, buffalo sauce because those are good. (gasps) And I, I got, I got the bacon and I got. The chicken patties for the chicken sandwiches. <gasps> Those are so good. And I got buns so we can make chicken sandwiches. See, I've been trying to convince Zachary, please, we need to go to Costco. He's like, why? Because. Uh, and I'm like, it's like your love for Wegmans, Zachary. Like, Costco is my Wegmans. <laughs> Wegmans is like this uh, chain of grocery stores. Like a Safeway, but fancier. Okay. And, yeah. So, he has very fond memories of Wegmans, and I'm just like, yes, and I have fond, fond memories of Costco. Of Costco. And, <laughs> and please, please, please let me buy things in bulk, because... It's cheaper. It's like, cheaper! Like, it seems more expensive at the time, you know, but, like, yeah. you have to think about, like, that you're buying enough for, like... Yeah, because, like, you can go and buy, like, we like um, uh, veggie burgers, and Trader Joe's has really good veggie burgers, and not, like, dissing on them at all. They're great, and they actually have a pretty decent price for them, too, but, or you can go to Costco (laughs) and get, like, a huge quantity, and, like, the price per, like, burger is so much less than buying it at a typical grocery store. And so if you have some freezer space, you got to go get at least some things. Yeah, and on the price tag, it actually breaks down the amount mm-hmm. of money you're spending, like, per veggie burger yeah. patty. Yeah. I'm just like, thank you for doing the math for me because I'm lazy yeah. and really don't want to stand here for five minutes trying to figure out the math. <laughs> thank you. It's a great place for things like household items. Like, I bought... I like to buy um, like dishwasher detergent there because like for $10, you can get a pack of like over a hundred little dishwasher detergent packs. I'm like, ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> it makes me really sad that Costco is not sponsoring us because I really think that they should. And I think please, so too. Please, please, for love of God, please bring a Costco to the Westman area of Manitoba. <laughs> we would love you forever. And I swear if... Winnipeg gets a fourth Costco or a fifth. I don't know how many they have. I will be so pissed and might revoke my potential Canadian <laughs> citizenship. You know, I think that they would get a lot of business if they had one in yes. Brandon. Like, everyone would be there because your everyone. groceries are so expensive. Yes. So please, Costco, I love you so much. And I miss your Costco hot dogs for 99 cents or how um, however much it was i think it's like a dollar 50 or something what i st- the price too <laughs> no i i don't think so i think it's always been maybe oh. it's 99 cents i don't know i stood there i stood there yesterday i'm like do i get something but it was like at what time it was it was like 10 30 or something and oh. i'm like i'm not hungry and i just bought a bunch of food i'll just go home <laughs> anyway I just had to go on that quick 
stupid soapbox of we really need a Costco out here. It's bad enough we don't have a Target. We used to have a Target, and then they took it for granted and didn't shop there because, like, we'd much rather shop at Walmart, which is like okay. Oh my God, Target's so magical, though. I know the nearest Target we have is like four hours away. Oh, maybe five. I don't know. Oh, you can order online from them though, so that's good. Oh yes, but then shipping. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it free shipping if you order a certain amount though? I don't know. I just don't have. At least it is here now. I. It's also way more fun just to go in person. (laughs) I know. Anyways, let us transition. Okay. (laughs) I have no other way to do this segue. So I. I love the little audience that we have been curating through Instagram, whether it be through our personal pages or on uh, our actual Instagram page at We Are The Queen Pod. Follow us on on Instagram. Thank you. Follow us. Uh, Follow us. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I had asked, I found an article through the BBC. Oh, the BBC. The BBC. We love the BBC. We really do. I've been watching Doctor Who. (gasps) Doctor Who. And (laughs) on the BBC. And I stumbled upon an article that said, The Nordic Way to Stop Bullying. I was like, oh, this sounds really interesting. Yeah. So I will tell you, I'll stop right here. Because when you sent me the article, like, I was anticipating this, like, wonderful nordic like we're gonna just like bring um unity and peace to schools everywhere (laughs) yes which you know i i'm all for that inclusivity something you know the our our norwegian ancestors would just be just so so proud i'm like yes there's a nordic way to stop bullying (laughs) anyway The silence just really speaks volumes. (laughs) It really speaks volumes. And then I started reading the article. The the first main point in bold says, Bullying can make children's lives a misery and cause lifelong health problems. I'll say that again. (laughs) Bullying... Can make children's lives a misery and cause lifelong health problems. Wow. Wow. And water is wet. No shit. <sighs> I do I do have some appreciation though that this article is like it's obviously laying it out for someone who didn't know. Like, didn't have any concept at all that bullying might have lasting impacts. Like, for us, we're like, well, yeah, this is obvious. <laughs> yes, because women, especially, and some men, have been saying for years about the impacts, especially on the mental health level that bullying can have on an individual. The problem, though, is that schools have, for decades now, have been like, oh, yeah, we do have, like, a punishment and consequence system that they don't even utilize and then turn around and victim blame the children who are being bullied. It happened you when just I was need, a kid. just need to toughen up. You know, this yeah. it builds character. You got to defend yourself. You need to learn to be more resilient, Sarah. I wish I, you were videoing this. I know. Video recording this, too, because, like, I feel like I'm a very facial expressive person. Mm-hmm. And you would be able to tell <laughs> that I'm pissed. I kind of wish I was drinking something stronger than water right now. <laughs> wine. <laughs> I have a thing of white rum up here. I can also get that. 
think I also have ice cream somewhere downstairs, but That's we're really funny. <laughs> we're in the process of beginning to paint our basement, so I don't know where things are. <laughs> but I will I'll read this paragraph next. Okay. And don't worry, listeners, I will when I edit this episode and post it for technically today's release, uh, I will also add the article for your yes. perusing joy. People used to think that bullying is normal behavior and in some instances that it could even be a good thing because it builds character, explains Louise Arsenault, a professor of developmental psychology at King's College in London, United Kingdom. It took a long time for researchers to start considering bullying behavior as something that can be really harmful. I just, I, again, for years, I've been talking about how what I went through in K through six literally set me up for failure, for struggling with my self-esteem, for, like, Believing for years that I was not smart because I wasn't good at math and science and all the core, um, the core subjects. Mm -hmm. When really what was happening was like a form of ADHD in females because, you know, females aren't diagnosed for anything, but, you know, we just let them suffer. And I didn't. Sarah, I didn't learn how to subtract until I was in fourth grade. Fourth grade. And yet I was blamed for that, even though it's like, I I can't concentrate on anything. Mm -hmm. I'm literally just sitting there and daydreaming, la la la, because I'm like so afraid of like what is going to happen at recess time. Mm Mm-hmm. Because when I go to an adult, they won't do anything about it. Oh, I'm sorry that happened to you, April. Now move along. So I'll jump in here real quick. So in my uh, lifespan development class this weekend, I'm reading a chapter on um, how children develop like morally, like the mor- like moral development and how children... Um, like it's the like uh the self-identity like like it, it you know how they develop into who how they feel about themselves and like who they are and what their like morals and their values are and stuff and so um a section of the chapter was about self-esteem and that was like that was a really interesting section because it was talking about how self-esteem so like the higher yourself or or the the more competent you are at things that are important to you so like different school subjects say um then that correlates to how high your self-esteem is so if you are struggling in school and it's something that you're like this is important to me but i'm not doing well your self-esteem just like tanks Mm-hmm. And so, like, the most important thing that the my textbook was saying is to, like, help build kids, like, self-esteem and, like, self-worth and, like, give them encouragement. Because guess what? When people were encouraging to children in these various studies, that helped boost their self-esteem and helped them, you know, to improve. And they had a better view of, of themselves. They didn't, you know, think of themselves as being dumb or whatever. Mm-hmm. I stumbled upon another paragraph. Actually, two paragraphs that I want to bring up. Is that in the 90s and early 2000s, in the United Kingdom, I'm going to say that this also reflects on what's happening in the United States and Canada as well. Um 
it says in the 90s and 2000s, like, you know, it would be obvious that teachers would chastise certain behaviors, but only if they observed them, that it was up to the students to report when they were experiencing chastising and bullying and teasing and making fun of and whatever have you. But there are also many teachers who actually endorse the bullying by like turning a blind eye to it and act like literally actively siding with the bullies. I can say right now that this kind of BS still happens today because the children mm-hmm. that I work with are always set up for failure. That no matter what route they take, it's not going to be the right one because no one is guiding them. No one is protecting them. That is their fault for being who they are, even though they didn't choose this life. And on top of that, they're learning that the adults that are supposed to be there to protect them and to like help them navigate these difficult situations, that they're just not going to do anything. Yeah. So that also impacts how they're going to trust people <laughs> later in life. And um, yeah, and like, and their, their self-worth, like, am I not good enough to be helped? Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, and like, you know, we, we've talked about it in previous episodes where we recognize our privilege for being white mm-hmm. women. So to add to that point, like, LGBT students are, like, very much part of the equation where people in positions of power are against LGBT students. It's gotten better over the years, and especially depending on the area that you Mm -hmm. grow up in. But say if you're down in Florida right now, where they are actively trying to pass a don't say gay bill. If you, if a teacher finds out that you're LGBT, they have to out you within a certain number of days or else they will be removed from their teaching position. That's so crazy. Yeah. Like, what is this? Are, are, are people literally so offended by human differences that they will literally make your life a living hell based on something that you have no control over and that you didn't choose to be gay, to be black, to be Latino, Latina, to be an immigrant, to be a refugee. Are you kidding? This is 2022, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. The the systems are telling people that they are not worth their time. They're mm-hmm. not worth um, being helped so much so that we're going to push you down even further. Mm-hmm. That's systemic bullying. It is, it is systemic, <laughs> systemic bullying. Injustice. Mm-hmm. And then people wonder why, like, so many people are homeless or are in prison, in jail. Whatever, like, the end is. Or why there's a mental health crisis. Or, yeah. yeah. And it's like, th- this is why. It all starts at the beginning. And it depends on, like, who is voted on for the school boards? Who is participating in the PTA meetings? Who is leading the charge in this, I quote, fight? Mm-hmm. Is it people who have the goal to love others? Is it the, is it the people who have a decent understanding that LGBT students, disabled students... Uh, people of color students and how they didn't 
they didn't choose this life. So why do we continually teach our children that it's okay to hate other people? And yeah, like hate and also just like, why are we not teaching our children to just be kind to one another? And that like words cut deep and actions cut deep and um because when bullying happens like it's happening in such a formidable period of time your brain's still developing your body's still developing you're still figuring out the world you're still figuring out who you are um, what you're about, you know, all those things. And then to be bullied at that age, it's just like detrimental to your success. Right. And this is how cycles of power, you know, like, I don't know. Well, and in my own experience in history, what I learned through that period of time was that when I was overly kind and willing to give up my time and energy all the time for the sake of another person, but never for myself, what do you think that taught me? Mm-hmm. Oh, th- this is when I'm the most safe. Because I can see the appreciation from my teacher or a peer. Yeah. But then I was told, like, you just need to ignore the other kids. You just need, you just need to rise above it. It's like, yeah, and this is why we still have school shooters in the United States. Not sorry. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, And so another thing from, you know, learning about child development is that the, like, the importance of friendships and, like, peer groups and fitting in with your peers, like, that is so high on the, like, developmental milestone like priority list when you're you know in when you're a school age child through high school like it actually it ramps up I think in like middle school and high school where you're dependent more and more on like interacting with your peers and um uh and so when bullying happens and then you feel like you have to distance yourself from mm-hmm. peers and like isolate yourself like oh that means that you're not getting the interaction that you need you're not getting you're not set up for having the typical developmental like trajectory it's interrupting that yeah it's your your development and social skills are like sometimes severely interrupted or um even just learning like how to emotionally regulate yourself Mm -hmm. in public like I didn't learn how to do that for years and even like only occasionally now and very rarely do I still struggle with that because like I just have this emotional explosion of people are just not listening to me yet again mm-hmm. and then I just like em- like emotionally explode I become hysterical or I like run away crying like I can't freaking handle this right now mm-hmm. the article goes on to say uh, the program that is currently being researched and the what the the Nordics are currently using that seems to be somewhat successful so far. It's called the 
old I'm sorry. I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly. <laughs> the Olwes Bullying Prevention Program. Developed by late Swedish Norwegian psychologist Dan Olwes. I'm going to pause right there for a second. It's like women in our field <laughs> have been talking about this for years. Yeah. And years. But we'll start listening to a man when he brings it up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he spearheaded much of the early academic research on child victimization and is based on the idea that individual cases of bullying are often the product of a wider culture that tolerates victimization. Oh, Wow. Wow. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. <laughs> because, oh, it doesn't really affect me, and I'm sorry that you feel that way. But it's not my problem. Yeah, until it happens to you. Mm-hmm. As a result, it attempts to tackle the entire school ecosystem so that bad behavior can no longer flourish. Every adult in the school needs some basic training, training about bullying. The people who work in the cafeteria, the bus drivers, the custodian. And see, when I read this, like, absolutely, I agree with it. But then you'll yeah. have parents that will be like, oh, no, my, my child is an angel. They would never do that to another child. I don't know. I feel like, though... Um... Well, first of all, why is this not already a thing? <laughs> like, that makes me a, very nervous about what's happening in schools. Like, I hope to God that they're when teachers are in college that they're learning how to, you know, help with healthy interactions in their students. Um, but yeah, I think you're right, though, is that it's this wider cultural, like, oh, yeah, my child would never, you know, <laughs> do that. And then also, where are these kids learning how to be bullies? Ex exactly. Where it's, oh, my child would never. No, they learned that from you, the parent. Yeah. I told you, everyone on Instagram, I told you I was going to go off today because, like, this kind of stuff really pisses me off and it breaks my heart that clients that I've worked with and currently still work with, they go through this bullshit and no one advocates for them. I certainly would, but then I think I would be breaking confidentiality. <laughs> <laughs> I would kick down the door. You all suck. <laughs> um... This program encourages the school to set out very clear expectations for acceptable behavior. See, here's the problem. Oh, now we're getting into... Here's the problem. Sticky language. <laughs> Here is the problem. I'm so sorry. I'm now really mad. I'm really mad. Because I, I've worked in cases like this in schools. You set out clear language and you never follow through. You only follow through with kids that you don't like. Now, I'm not talking about all teachers. Some of my teacher friends, if not all, all of my teacher friends are very wonderful human beings. They genuinely care about students and their well-being. And for that, I am so thankful to teachers like yourself. But the higher you go up in the hierarchy of power in the school system, they do not care. So if you're going to set clear boundaries and expectations on how this program will work, you have to hold everyone accountable. Everyone yeah. accountable. Not just for students that you don't like. Not just for students that you do like. I cannot I, stress this enough. Yeah. 
it's this is one of those things that's going to take a really long time to like have the ripple effect because I mean you, of course you're gonna have the people who are gonna be on board like right away that's like yes we need this change like we really really care about our students and their development and then you've got like the other subset that's just like been in positions forever and they're like whatever like super old-fashioned set in their ways you kind of have to either wait for them to retire or really work really hard to like show them like how change will be beneficial and how it'll actually make their work easier <laughs> it'll be maybe a little bit harder at first but um the other part of, of what you said from that article that that hit me the wrong way is that phrase acceptable behavior. Because what does that mean? Like I, I get that they're 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 um probably going for like, you know, non-bullying <laughs> behaviors, um, treating people with kindness and respect. Mm-hmm. But that makes me think of people who have emotional like outbursts or maybe have a developmental disability of some sort and so they act a bit differently um you know what about like and, and I so I I think I I kind of worry that it would lead to that like punishing behavior that's not necessarily you know it's not like bullying and it's not it's not hurting anybody Mm -hmm. but it's not acceptable behavior you know it doesn't fit into the box of like exactly i would hope that that would not be the case but that's where my mind went mind went right and like to I don't know, add to what you're saying or expanding on it. It's like, is acceptable behavior just being quiet in the corner, Mm -hmm. asking no questions and just being a little robot that we all know and appreciate? Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, it does. Yeah, yeah. What what is in this (laughs) definition of acceptable behavior? Like, are we allowing kids to be kids? Um, Just, you know, monitoring and ensuring that kids aren't, picking on other kids and or are we yeah gonna set these expectations so high that everyone will suffer right and it goes on to say like set out clear expectations for not only what whatever acceptable behavior is which i think is what i said like you're Mm -hmm. quiet you ask no questions you don't rock the boat but then they also have to set out clear expectations of what the consequences are when mm. those rules are breached. Again, if you have a con, like you have to have firm consequences of poor behavior because it teaches the child what not to do in the long run, sets them up to be better people mm-hmm. in the long run. But also, again, like, if you don't actually utilize the consequences that you set out at the very beginning of the year, the students will learn, like, oh, I can do whatever the heck I want, Mm -hmm. whenever I want. It's just mind-boggling, and I'm just like, oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) I hate this planet. It's hard. It's really hard. And I remember being in elementary school and how, like, they had, you know, assemblies on, this is what bullying does to people. Like, that doesn't change anything. (laughs) Kids don't need a puppet show. Yeah. They don't need this happy-go-lucky Disney flick that tells them, Oh, bullying is terrible. No, the only way to teach children is to lay out the boundaries and actually following through with them and not victimizing the children who didn't choose to be hearing impaired or didn't choose to have Down syndrome or didn't choose to be black or Asian or, you know? 
they or not choosing they didn't choose their sexuality they were born that way thank you lady gaga (laughs) i i'm wondering and i'm sure it has not helped but the but the shift from you know what teachers do with their students so like the shift from like oh we're just gonna make sure that you have like this wonderful enriching experience to help you as you learn and grow and develop like shifting towards standardized testing and shifting towards well i have to make sure that my classroom is meeting these expectations and so we're gonna teach to the test you know like that phrase that kind of came out um because the teachers are now so focused on that and they're so focused on like high performance that they're missing opportunities to mm-hmm. help their children or their students learn and grow emotionally mm-hmm And so they're probably missing the cues of bullying. And and like our staff members so burnt out that they're not. And maybe this is just me and my bias of working in a childcare facility where we had high staff to child ratios. So we could Mm -hmm. hyper focus and make sure that each child was interacted with. Um, I know that schools don't really have the resources um always to do that and so kids just kind of i don't know like you drive past the school and recess i'm like where are the adults <laughs> like oh they're standing near the building and chatting with each other like not i don't know maybe go out and engage with the kids as they play and like kind of mm-hmm. keep your eyes on and ears on things like i don't know yeah i i think that's a fair assessment where it's like i think they're I'm not sure about Canada. I don't have enough experience to know. But in the United States, staff members and teachers especially are so burned out. Mm -hmm. They're not paid enough. They're treated like babysitters who have all the time in the world to do everything that they're expected to do with 30 plus students. I was going to say with a huge classroom. Yeah. So you're managing... 30 individual young children who are on this huge I'm going to call it like a circular spectrum of oh Jimmy has is doing really well in academics but like emotionally he struggles a little bit to regulate himself or then you have Junior over here he does really well emotionally regulating himself but then he struggles with the academics like you have so a huge spectrum of students and their all of their needs are different mm-hmm. and as the professional you have to manage them as well as yourself and how you respond to them and based on their needs as well as your own that is so difficult and then teachers are expected in various areas of the country to buy their own supplies that's still so crazy to me. I'm like, <laughs> wait, I pay property taxes and <laughs> that money doesn't go towards pencils? Like, yeah, what? And then you have, oh, gosh, I don't even know. And then like with inflation, especially right now with inflation, like teachers are barely scraping by, especially brand new teachers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know all the ins and outs with that, but it's just. And depending <sighs> on which neighborhood your school is that you're working at means mm-hmm. you may have more or less funding, which mm-hmm. means your students of color, your, you know, marginalized populations aren't going to have the same resources that, you know, schools in higher income areas mm-hmm. are gonna have like yeah yeah uh, 
So that's why I try to have a lot of grace for teachers because like mm-hmm. they're they too are being set up to fail in all avenues. If that's your main focus is to make sure that you get the highest score in the state and if you don't meet a certain margin, you're failure as a teacher. I'm sorry, the state departments and the federal government have gone in completely the wrong direction in educating children. Mm-hmm. And consistently reward poor behavior and not teaching them the fundamental skills of what it takes to be mm-hmm. a rather decent human being. Right. And I'm not saying that I expect the upcoming generations to be perfect individuals. That's not possible. But what I'm sick and tired of seeing is how, you know, kids who mercilessly bully another child just for being different and then are continually rewarded and, you know, they get to play on the... I don't know, the varsity football team, or they get to go on, they're the star of the in the band, and, you know, whatever have you. And I know it takes a lot of hard work, but it's like, why is it that people get to treat other people poorly mm-hmm. for things that the kids cannot control? And it's been really hard, especially in the last couple of years, because, like, I went through all of that, Mm-hmm. But now to see some of the kids that I've worked with and still work with go through this, it's heartbreaking. And, like, I don't know how to make changes because, like, I'm still fairly new to the area. I can't vote yet. Yeah. And it sucks because, like, in my line of work, like, most of the time my input is not taken into consideration. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other story. <laughs> That's a whole other story for a whole other time. But this has been my rant about bullying, and I could probably talk all day about it and dive deeper into, like, how much my life sucked. It's just, I, again, it comes back to, like, I don't know how people can treat other people in that way. Like, mm-hmm. and and it speaks to their own um their their own like ego and like their own like how do they view themselves like are they super insecure and so then they're like well if i exert my power over this other person like i'll feel better about myself you know right. i i i want to, i so where do you think that this starts does this start with like better um resources for like new parents um does this start with well obviously some change you know massive changes within schools um but if they're just going back home you know like i I, it's hard it's like okay we can shape children you know while they're in their classroom but then like how do we make lasting change, I guess? I, there's so many avenues and there's not one answer. I think it's like a multifaceted mm-hmm. answer. Um, if, if you're a new parent, like I highly encourage you to seek out resources to help like teach you like kind of the life stages of kids and Mm -hmm. like go go to your library try to find a book um that you can check out for free um there's youtube videos i just recommend that if you go on youtube for resources that you make sure that the person actually has the credentials to tell to Mm -hmm. teach you this like don't go to i don't know don't go to the kardashians for this that's all i want to say um just need to work harder. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. Because I've been wanting to go off on that too. <laughs> another time, another time. Um, 
I think well, one thing I'm thinking of um, that I'm pretty sure you can find on YouTube is learning how to do emotion coaching, like mm-hmm. teaching your child like what their emotions are and that it's okay to feel them. I yes. think that that's like a huge thing and how like if you're angry, it's okay to be angry, but we're not going to use that anger as you know as an attack on somebody else you know like Mm -hmm. learning healthy ways to deal with your emotions agreed um and i think another big part of this is to me if you're attending an institution that is preaching you only receive love in under these conditions Mm -hmm. i need people to reflect on that because Mm -hmm. that's not fair Mm -hmm. because that also like sets up the marginalized communities and um lgbt it sets them up for failure and it's like that's not what love is supposed to be that's Mm -hmm. not what acceptance is supposed to be so if you're attending a place or receiving information from a place or a person that you can only be loved under these conditions i need you to try to get away from that yeah or seek different perspectives and um yeah, it comes back to what we've learned in counseling school, April, unconditional positive regard. Mm-hmm. Like, seek out people who treat you in such a positive way. They're empathetic and they take you as you are. Like, there's yeah. no conditions attached to that. Um, I think if our I think if our schools can learn how to do that, it would mm-hmm. change the world. I yeah. think I think if um yeah, if parents could learn to do that for themselves and for their children, that would yeah. change the world. Yeah, I just think it's all on the fundamental levels in our society and it's all very systemic and yeah, it's very systemic, and, like, if we can change how we look at the fundamentals and how we're going about the fundamentals, I think that will bring a lot of relief to all three categories. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Thank you for coming to my soapbox today. <laughs> <laughs> And if you experienced bullying as a child, you probably should go to therapy for a while. We do highly recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> BetterHelp needs to sponsor us too. Costco yes. and BetterHelp. And BetterHelp. <laughs> I see it. I can I see, see it. That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful partnership right there. It is. Because I love Costco so much. It's amazing. And better help. They're pretty cool, too. Yeah. But they don't give me hot dogs, so. No. <laughs> and the turkey bacon is so good. It is so delicious, everybody. So okay. good. Oh, my God. Do you have a positive affirmation for us this week? I can definitely pull that up for us. I think we, we might need that. We might need that after that. Uh, that my big soapbox tirade <laughs> I burned the whole world to the ground <laughs> let's see ooh okay here we go this is meant for you April <gasps> a river of compassion washes away my anger and replaces it with love yeah i'll read it one more time a river of compassion washes away my anger and replaces it with love 
Love you all. Love you all so much. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Don't bully. Don't bully. Don't Be do kind. It. I Bye. will haunt you in your dreams. <laughs> Bye.